Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I am William. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and & Dragons. And today we are covering Igwil, the Witch Queen. Hey, Brian. Igwil, the Witch Queen. <laughs> indeed, indeed. On the cover of the Tasha's book. Uh, yes. I mean, technically, it's Tasha. technically she's, she's Persona Tasha. And the regular cover and Persona Igwilf on that special alternative cover. Yes, the only one I know. Oh, yeah, that's the one you have, right? How are you, Will? I'm doing good. I'm I'm a little less sick. My cough's a little bit more under control. As time travelers, we've recorded the next episode. Um, <coughs> While I was sicker. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and, and so this is the episode airing after uh, your return. Yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So welcome back. Time. It works strangely. It works strange when you record weird. Yes, indeed. Well, uh, Brian, today is a special day. Indeed. It's the uh, patron voted episode day. Indeed. That's right. Uh, every month we will be having an episode suggested and voted on by our good patrons over on Patreon. And this month they have voted for none other than the witch queen herself, Igwilf. Now, Igwilf has a long and storied history throughout not just her original material plane of O-Earth, uh, which is uh, Greyhawk, uh, but the entire multiverse. She isn't the first character we've covered with this concern, though, and she won't be the last. So let's get into it. Cool. Just before we do that, if you want a hand on that voting ball, go mm-hmm. to patreon.com slash the dungeon cast. Uh, it really helps us out. It's like it our main way of surviving. Like, yeah. Getting through. <laughs> getting through. Um, Indeed. Yeah. We, we, we fund a lot of projects with uh, Patreon money and, and we have like a lot of cool stuff going on there. We do. Uh, if you want to get more involved with the show or get more show or get episodes early and stuff. Yeah. But the, the current vote for December is ongoing right now. And it, right now, uh, an introduction to Dragonlance is in the lead by quite the margin. Yeah. So if you don't want to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> get in there and let, let us know. Go throw us some bones. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right, you ready? Yes. All right. So Igwil the Witch Queen is an Oerthian archmage and demonologist. She's considered one of the most powerful beings in the multiverse on par with even demon lords. She has many alternative names. On Oerth, she has been called the Witch Queen of Perrinland and the Mother of Witches. Her aliases include the prodigal wizard Tasha or Natasha the Dark and the archfey Zybilna of Prismere. 
Igwilv is most known throughout the cosmos for famously writing the Demonomicon of Igwilv, the most thorough and blasphemous tome of demonology in the multiverse. Later in life, she created her own Domain of Delight in the Feywild and has ascended as one of the plane's powerful archfey. Now, we're going to talk about that because it's very, very uh, tightly tied in with the... Oh, What's it called? The uh, the Fey the Fey adventure they came out with earlier. Uh, last Wild year. Beyond the Witchlight. Wild Beyond the Witchlight. It's yeah, she's super in tied with that entire adventure. So there's awesome. spoilers for that one later. Okay, so she's demon lord powerful, but tied to the Fey mostly. That is, but the, no, not mostly. The Fey thing is super fucking new. That's like oh, okay. super goddamn nice. new. Yeah, because uh, I'm gonna say you have a uh, book called the Demon Nomicon. Yeah, up to this point, she has been like in it with the demons. Okay, like, cool. All up in them demon politics. Damn, welcome. the grossest of ways we're well, going to talk about. Welcome to the club. Yeah, welcome to the club. We be doing demon Shout shit out here. to Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon. In a way, you and I are much like Igwilf. <laughs> yeah, we, we're even writing a book. <laughs> we are. We're writing a book. It has nothing to do with demons, but yes. <laughs> so the exact appearance of Igwilf is truly unknown and subject to wildly varying accounts. Uh, some describe her as a ravishing beauty, while others claim she is a bald and hideous crone. Those depicting her as young tell of a brunette in a classic witch's hat and robes, of a raven-haired enchantress with eyes of blackest night, of a woman young and lovely, but with hair as white as winter. In fact, they were all accurate because Igwil was one of the most powerful spellcasters of all time, and she, she can look how she wants when she wants. So, there that is. Mm-hmm. But most recent sources state that the Witch Queen appears as a beautiful human woman with raven hair that eventually went stark white. Even after becoming an archface, she still retains a human-like appearance. It's like the uh, like the character creation in video games. You can just like sort of tweak color, size, <laughs> absolutely hair. Yes, that's, and that's what she does. She's she just, just doing that constantly. She goes back to that character creation mirror and she just redoes it. That's what I would be doing, honestly. Absolutely. If I could, I would too. She sounds a lot like Maleficent in this descriptive paragraph here. I could see some parallels here and there with that. She's um, absolutely doing character creation on herself, canonically. I haven't seen the Maleficent movies. I am only familiar with the Sleeping Beauty movie. Yeah, she turns into like an old lady in that one. She does. Yeah. I think, yeah, absolutely. You think that's the end of it? No, you think that's that she can just—it's just, either well, she does turn into a dragon, so no, yeah, it's not the end. Of well, it. that's a polymorph, but do you <laughs> think she's either like crazy tall, horned, and dark, or do you that think would she, be fun? Let's build, old ladies, should, one or the other. We should definitely build Maleficent on one of our episodes when we find the subclass that's right for her. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, we should. We should. Okay, okay. Across the telling of her tales, Igwilv is most often characterized as a selfish, evil-aligned magic user with much power and a penchant for sexual manipulation. Oh my. I will let you and the audience be the judge of that, but I will say that without a doubt, Igwilv is very much defined by her unwavering and fierce ambition. And that ambition and the success it has seen has made Igwilv one of the most dangerous and accomplished persons in all of D&D. So far, so good. I'm getting all, we're hitting all the right beats for Big Bad here. Oh, definitely, definitely. Also, yeah. I think, well, we'll see what you think by the end of it. She could serve as like a, a big neutral, if you will. A big neutral. Big, big, dangerous neutral who like could be the bad if you cross her wrong. But as long as you don't, she'll just remain the big neutral. Okay. So big BBN, the big, beautiful yeah, the neutral. Big, yeah, absolutely. A big, bad neutral. Sorry. <laughs> big, beautiful neutral. Big, beautiful neutrals. Igwill was born centuries ago to unknown parents in the world of O-Earth. Again, that's Greyhawk. Uh, little is known of her life during this time. But what is known is that for some reason, Igwil was adopted by the legendary witch Baba Yaga as a young child and renamed, who renamed her Natasha. John Wick? What? <laughs> There's that scene in uh, the first John Wick pretty early on where he's like, we call him. Or no, 
It's not Baba Yaga who we send to kill the Baba Yaga. I don't remember that part <laughs> of the movie, but I believe you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm on John Wick so much. John lately. Wick's a good movie. Yeah. I have to rewatch it because I don't remember that part. Pretty uh, good. Baba Yaga is from like uh, Eastern European uh, folklore and stuff. Are right. Yeah. With the concept, like, right? Uh, like I think oh, the dude in the, in the movie is like Romanian or something. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Giant chicken legs. The hut walks. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> many of Igwill's earliest memories are of the Feywild, which she was for the longest time resentful for. The Feywild, though beautiful and magical, is also full of frequent occurrences of bizarre and unpredictable natural phenomenon, which I'm sure as a child can be uh, quite traumatizing. Yeah, totally. Feywild's not a fun place most of the time. Mm-hmm. It makes you think it is for a moment, and then it isn't. It's whimsical, yeah. and that can in, get in crazy. a cruel way. It's yeah. like when you get on the teacups at Disneyland or Knott's Berry yeah. Farm. Yeah, and you think it's like going to be fun. Yeah, but then somebody starts really cranking the, the yeah, cup, exactly. and you're going way too yep. fast. Welcome to the Feywild. Yeah, welcome to the Feywild, where, like, you could vom. You, you, you probably will vom. Uh, under Baba Yaga's tutelage, Natasha grew into a talented spellcaster and soon became known as Natasha the Dark. In contrast to her sister, quote-unquote adopted sister, adopted daughter of Baba Yaga, Elena the Fair. Now, we aren't going to talk about Elena again, so I'll just say here that Elena the Fair is an extremely powerful, lawful, good sorceress who ended up at odds with her entire adopted family of, we'll say, less than good people. Yeah, sure. Um, Neutral at best. Yeah, neutral at best. Uh, Despite Igwilv both hating Elena and not being the nicest person on the planet herself, she refuses to cause uh, harm to her adopted sister in any way, shape, or form. Family's family in the Baba Yaga household, it would seem. Okay, I mean, that's that's cool in its yeah. own way. It's just, it's a character. I don't know much about her. We're not going to talk any more about her, but she exists. And she, in case you're interested, you, you guys can go look into that. Yeah, if you need like a deus ex machina force of good to show yeah. up yeah. to stop Igwilv in your campaign. She she is the, uh, oh God, what's the, the, the good witch in the north in uh, Wizard of Oz? Glinda? Glinda. She's the Glinda to Igwilv's alphabet. It's Glinda, huh? Like it's Glinda, Glinda yeah. not Glenda. Not Glenda. Glenda. It's Glinda. Yeah. Is Glenda a name? Glenda is a name. I have an aunt Glenda. Okay, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Igwell's path to greatness began in the dancing hut of Baba Yaga, where she was taught dark magic and forbidden incantations, including how to summon demons at the age of 10. Eventually, she had learned all she could under her mother's tutelage and set off into the world. Is that a hag thing? A summoning demons? It can be night hags. Night hags yeah. kind of like consort with the lower planes, while uh, a lot of the other hags tend to be more like face stuff. Do hags like, because they're hags, right? We're talking about hags right now. Bobby Og is a hag, yeah. Yeah, so are in, we, in this context, th- they kind of move between whatever it is they, they want. Like if they wanted, if a hag wanted to start doing demon shit, they would become a night hag. Is that how you know, that works? I haven't seen that, but like if I were to see that, I'd be like, oh, that kind of tracks. A neutral hag finds a book. A neutral hag. Uh, like a bad book. And it's like, oh, you can summon demons with this book? Well, maybe I'll just start, you know, chapter one and not go any farther. Yeah. And then, you know, all of a sudden they're in. I'll, I'll, I'll go as far as to say, like, hags don't not consort with demons. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Igwil ended up in the free city of Greyhawk after this, where she went by um, the more familiar Tasha and joined um, the Company of Seven, an adventuring group whose members would later achieve great fame and power. Uh, Zagig. Oh, God, here's the name. Zagig. Your Regine, your how would you say this name? Irrigin, Irrigin. Oh, that's so good. I should have asked you first. <laughs> he usually went a Y is at the front. You You're right. Yeah. Okay. Zagig, your Irrigin. How did you say it? Irrigin. I, I could see Irrigin. I guess. Irrigin. We'll go. Zagig Irrigin, a wizard in the party, took on Tasha as an apprentice and lover. Ooh. And was. <laughs> I'm going to take you on as an apprentice and a lover. I will teach you. 
no. everything I know. <laughs> no, it was during this time that she wrote the tome Lore of Subtle Communication, which included the infamous Tasha's Hideous Laughter Spell. Oh, M- nice. Among others. <laughs> among others. <laughs> among others. How to sex. <laughs> Together, the spellcasters imprisoned the demon lord, Frazzer Blue. What? To Castle Greyhawk. That's crazy. And That's like super canonical to yeah. the Greyhawk setting, right? Yep, so yep, it was yep. them. We've probably was touched that? on that, huh? We have in the yeah, Frazzer yeah. Blue episode. Uh, you know, demon lord of uh, sick gains. That's Froz. Uh, That's Froz. I, I always mix up who's getting the well, sickest games because de- Baphomet is always Bafomet. getting sick games as well, right? always had the sick games. Um, <laughs> Well, Fraser Blur is actually the demon lord of lies and illusions, but he's fucking ripped. Yeah, he's just he, he looks like a, a gargoyle, kind of. He does, gargoyle-esque. yeah, like Goliath yeah. from the um, yes, like show Gargoyles from the nineteen nineties. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, so they imprisoned Fraser Blue. Um, this uh, and Tasha learned many secrets from him. This began in Igwilf's fascination with demon lords. It's going to come up a lot later. Hell yeah, we like demon lords. It's um, Year of the Fiend. This is very Year fitting. Year of the Fiend, it is very fitting, you're right. Damn, why does it feel like it's been a long time since we've done fiend stuff? Is it because we did our spooky it's month? It's because of spooky month, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that was fiendish, you know, encompassing. Mm, but it not was fiend fi- adjacent. Yeah, it was yeah. evil. It was, it was spooky. It was definitely evil. It yeah. wasn't fiendish, it was a specific fiendish. category. No. Well, I mean, we do what we want in October, which is yeah. spooky, spooky exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. Not only did we do spooky stuff in October, but then uh, we, out of chronology, we've just recorded the expert classes episode. Right. Which, so now it's been four weeks and another week, so five weeks. Next episode, we're covering D&D 1's expert classes. Yes. Which Spoilers. is not, we've recorded it, but we have not. Absolutely. Um, with our special guest. Indeed. Dagonzo. Um, all right, let's get back to it. <laughs> okay. She located Fraser Bloor's uh, half- Human son later. Sojakanth? Sajkanth? Sajkanth. Or maybe it's Sajkanth. Sakanth? Sakanth. Less J. I like Sakanth. I like that. Sakanth. a famous and powerful wizard known for checking the schemes of Orcus Grost and Thara's Dune. Oh, and Thara's Dune. Mm -hmm. Okay. Though this was under false pretenses, as he did so to further his own father's schemes. Remember, his dad is Razor Blue. Right. Uh, She found. How do we say it again? Uh, so canth, so canth, so She bound so <laughs> to her service, using him as uh, her slave for generations. Oh wow! So now she's got Fraser Blue's son as a slave. Yeah, and he's he's in with like some of the nose of these. Well, other no, demon he's not lords, really yeah? in with them. He's just he has actively countered them on the material plane multiple times. Yeah, like, I mean, like he spies on them, right? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, that's dope. Yeah. He knows how to do that. That's true. That's true. Igwilf eventually summoned and imprisoned the demon lord Grazt or Grazit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she managed to seduce the demon lord into helping her with her plans of conquest and went on to bear him a son. Oh, man. Yeah, Ayaz, who went on to become a demon god of deceit, evil, oppression, pain, and wickedness. Okay, there <laughs> you go. That's her son. Well, I mean, we've got uh, like demigods like all over the place here, right? Yeah. So she just basically made a demi demi demon. So, yeah, she 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 birthed a, 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 a half demon lord, Cambion. Right, okay. Who, in his own right, rose to power and became a demon god. Sweet. A demigod, yeah. Um, with Grazit's, or Grazit's help, Igwilv went on to build an army to attack and control the nation of Perrinland, which she dominated ruled for ten years from her secret lair in the Lost Caverns of Sokanth. 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 Uh, soon after, Igwilv accidentally let Graz, Grazit's escape 
her control, resulting in an epic battle between the two, where Igwilv ultimately, though barely, came out victorious. That tracks. Mm -hmm. Grazit fled to his abyssal home, and the weakened Igwilv suffered a damaged psyche and great loss of personal power. Also tracks. Yeah. Upon hearing this, the oppressed Perrinland subjects took up arms and defeated her forces, regaining their nation. Good Absolutely. For them. You go, Perrinland. Good job, Perrinland. Get it back. You did a good one. <laughs> for a while, Igwilv was presumed dead. Her son, Ayaz, became a demigod and started the Greyhawk Wars. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit, indeed. It was then the Queen of Witches reemerged with a restoration of her powers and aided her prodigal son. She, <laughs> you doing a war in here? Yeah, I'm I, back, baby. I'm great at wars. That sounds good. <laughs> she once again attempted to summon and bind Grazit, but this time the demon lord could find her with him in the abyss instead. Oh, she got greedy. Dun, dun, dun. So her and her son. No, or no, both of them. No, both just of them. Her, just her. her. Her son is being her son. Off elsewhere. Can, he actually has some horrible stuff that happens to him later. Oh, okay. Because it, it says Demon Lord confined her with him in the abyss. With, with him. Graza confined her with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I thought. All right. Cool. Cool. So cool, cool. During her stay in the abyss, Igwil became extremely knowledgeable about the political hierarchy and goings on between the various powers within. And she wrote all she learned down. Igwilf is probably most famous for one of the biggest literary con contributions to the wizarding world. The Demonomicon of Igwilf, an expansive treatise documenting the abyss's infinite layers and inhabitants. It's pretty sweet. It's pretty fucking cool. The Demonomicon of Igwilf is the most thorough and blasphemous tome of demonology in the multiverse. The tome recounts both the oldest and most current profanities of the abyss and demons. Demons have attempted to censor the text. And while sections have been ripped from the book's spine, the general chapters remain ever revealing demonic secrets. Can you imagine Demogorgon reading this book and being like, you can't say that. <laughs> You can't say you this can't part. let them know that about this me. This page shouldn't be in here. That's private information. We need to find all the copies of this book immediately. <laughs> so, uh, and the book holds more than blasphemies. Caged behind lines of script royals, a secret piece of the abyss itself, which keeps the book up to date no matter how many pages are removed. Oh, <laughs> and I, it, I keep ripping it out. <laughs> and then I go to read it and it's back. And I swear to God, there's the page on the floor. <laughs> And it longs to be more than a mere reference material, whatever that means. It was during her stay with, uh, it was during her stay that she and Grazit formed the most toxic power couple in the history of D&D. &D. Oh, cool. Uh, I will not get into the details, but let's just say that Gra nasty. Grazit had not forgotten everything Igwild had put him through during his captivity, and he made sure she didn't either. Yikes. Um, but after God knows how much uh, debaucherous torture slash pleasure they put each other through, uh, Graza and Igwilf came to understand that they loved nothing more than hating each other, and they hated nothing more than loving each other. And to the dismay and detriment of the Dark Prince's consorts, Igwilf was set free to roam the halls of his palace and scheme at his side. <laughs> He's just like, okay, that's enough. Just go do what you want. <laughs> yeah. But also help me. Uh, her counsel and extraordinary knowledge of demonology guided Graza's campaigns of manipulation and conquest. Igwil frequently banished trusted advisors of the Dark Prince's enemies to the material world where they would wreak untold havoc. Such was her power that she could summon entire legions of lesser demons away from the field of battle, leaving Graza's enemies with insufficient forces to withstand the Dark Prince's assault. These displaced demonic legions would appear elsewhere, elsewhere engaged and en enraged and bloodthirsty, leading to the fall of nations in the natural world. Oh, so this is just her collateral damage. She's pulling out these these forces just to help her her hub her husband essentially win. Mm -hmm. But like she's putting these forces in the material world where people are like, "What the fuck? There's a legion <laughs> of demons on her doorstep!" Suddenly, <laughs> she's she's messed up, man. Yeah. Despite their obvious synergy and success. <laughs> 
Igwilv and Grazit were ever wary of each other's machinations, and trust was in short supply between them, if it existed at all. Numerous enemies sought to drive a wedge between them, fearing that if the Dark Prince and the Mother of Witches were united, they had the potential to dominate uh, the Abyss layer by layer. Uh, most of all these attempts failed, as the couple often held fast purely in spite, or purely to spite those that sought to sunder their dysfunctional bond. Like, they hate each other, but they're not going to let that get in between them, because fuck everyone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, until a demon known as Tuerni the Merciless finally broke the depraved bonds between them. Okay, that's weird. So this is uh, like a parallel to um, Fierna and Belial, it seems. Uh, kinda. The demonic for, version. We're, we're missing the ancestral part of it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm... <laughs> What I'm saying is <laughs> but that I, they love each other, but also hate each other. Yes, exactly. And they're more and they, powerful together. And they work so good together. Yeah. But they also don't want to. Right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So, despite Grazit and obtain Igvil's aid with schemes involving her son Ayas, Torni neutralized the magic that held Igvil in the Dark Prince's domain. So here's the thing: is like they were working together, and all this other stuff is all, all that's true. She's still but, a prisoner, but she was still a prisoner. Yeah. Until Torni found a way to break that spell some stockholm syndrome going on indeed this sparked a cataclysmic battle between igwilv and grazit <laughs> but neither of them was willing to deliver a decisive blow instead they each laid waste to halls of priceless treasures slew favored servants and concubines and traded venomous barbs and unholy tongues oh geez each okay. held some of his or her power in reserve calling their weakened states following their previous struggle <laughs> Grouse, you better not break my pottery barn dishes. I'm going to do it. Gonna I'm going to do, do it. You put my concubine down. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, eventually, though, Grouset finally granted Igwil safe passage from Azagrat. A host of demonic servants conveyed her research on rituals and uh, amassed relics wherever she might go. As far as demonic separations go, this is as close to an amicable one as one could hope. For. Yeah, it's got to break bad. Yeah. It'd be weird if it didn't break bad. It'd be bad. weird if it didn't. Do you so, think they got tired after that? all that fighting? I think they were exhausted. Do you think they took a short rest? Oh, I, absolutely. Maybe we should follow suit. I think so. Shout out to Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. We've returned. Indeed we have. We're back at it again, and we're going to talk more about demons and witches. We are. That's right. We are definitely going to do that. Thank you, everyone, for your support. I think we're going to do Patreon shoutouts at the end of this one, right? Yeah. We're going to have to. Yes, absolutely. So thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. It really is the best way to support us, Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. especially since AdSense does the thing stupid thing they do yeah basically youtube makes us no money we keep doing it anyways because we love you guys but um but yeah it 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 yeah fuck yeah. youtube let's get back to it okay <laughs> it will remain in the abyss for a time after after this bad bad breakup and even tried dwelling in the adjacent realm of hades for a time uh, but in her quest for absolute power she had made too many enemies and underestimated their determination to destroy her so she fled to other worlds and across planes to escape the worst of them she eventually took a page out of her mother's book and sequestered herself in the Feywild, where she assumed the guise of an archfey and carved out a spectacular domain for herself. And this is where we get into the wild beyond the witchlight. So if you are in a campaign right now uh, in this setting, you, you probably want to stop here because it's major spoilers ahead. Yes, we are going to get into wild beyond the witchlight spoilers. Indeed. So get ready. Starting now. Starting now. So Igwilf the Witch Queen created the persona of Zilbina to hide from her most hated enemies. In the Feywild, she raised a magnificent palace and set about establishing herself as a benevolent archfey Zilbina of Prismere. Is it Ab- Z- Zybe- Zybilna? Zybilna, sorry. Oh, okay. Zybilna. Yeah. Um, of Prismere. Avatar of mercy for destitute mortals. Her closest allies, though, saw through the cracks in her facade, flashes of arrogance and cruelty that conflicted with her kindly persona. But they ascribed this behavior to the mercurial nature of Archfey. Okay. Um, (laughs) Like, we don't fucking get it. Yeah, you know, they're We're not supposed to get it. They're Archfey. Yeah, We never get it. (laughs) We never get it. Gradually, Igwilf transformed into a fey creature in, in, in truth, though she outwardly still appears human. Uh, her disposition has also changed over time as well. Uh, she has become less interested in personal power and more interested in exploring her fae existence. That's crazy. She's like, I want to be a demon so bad. Like, because I'm a wit. I'm a witch. I want to be a demon yeah. now. Yeah. Goes and does a bunch of demon shit. It's like, damn, I can't short rest down here. I'm going to go to the fae. <laughs> I can't long rest either. I'm going to go to the fae and, and just you become the she just became a fae creature. Uh, I, that's what it says, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's not it. like she did a fae ritual or like so, absorbed a, a fae creature or whatever. She's like, I'm fae now. So I do know that she she did a thing where 
in order to suppress her her less than savory uh, uh, inclinations, she concentrated like her six worst personality traits mm-hmm. and turned them or either infused them into or made them into uh, lower level demons called dretches. And she has six dretches that I think she keeps under her palace that are like re- represent her six worst qualities. That Great. She has separated herself from. Okay. She just has to like keep them in cages. She in had her a basement. midlife crisis, basically. She realized. <laughs> She couldn't keep like running with unsavory characters for for millennia on end. She just wasn't getting anywhere. Uh, She's trying to turn a new leaf. I don't know who I am anymore. Exactly. And if I'm Faye, then no one will also also, also no one will know who I am. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, That's some Faye bullshit if I've ever heard yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this seems to be where Wizards is leaving her character for the long term, as far as I can see. She's an arch Faye now. All right. Uh, during her immensely long life, Igwil was responsible for the creation and collection of many magical objects, and not just the Demonomicon. Uh, she has a vast collection of magic items, oddities, and personal mementos that she keeps within the Palace of Heart's Desire in her home plane of Prismere. Notable among these are a magical mirror that she shows the individual ga- that shows the individual gazing into it what they desire most in the reflection within. Which is isn't that like the the mirror of uh, Harry Potter? What's it called? Uh, Idris, Idris something. Yeah, that one. Harry Potter yeah. mirror. Let's go. Uh, Google that. She has three jars of time that display the visage of a being at three different points in their life. A magical chessboard gifted to her from the Archmage, Archmage Mordenkainen, and the Vorpal Greatsword Snickersnack. Ira said. <laughs> there, there, there we go. Um, one of Igwil's most wondrous and powerful items is her personal cauldron, an artifact that she crafted with the assistance of her adoptive mother. It holds two different forms and many magical properties, including the power to permanently freeze time for everyone within a 1,000-foot radius of it. Okay, that's super-duper strong. Yeah, it is. Uh, her personal library holds tomes that originated from across the plains. On her person, Igwil wears a robe of the Archmagi and an amulet of the plains. During her time in the abyss, she wielded a staff of power. By the way, 1,000 feet is 300 meters. Nice. <laughs> While Igwil was most famous for creating her namesake, uh, Demonomicon, she also authored an, uh, the unpublished tome, The Faceless Lord, a more focused study on the demon prince Jubilix, or Jubilix. And a famous study on all things arcane titled Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Damn, that's like, we didn't even talk about Jubilex like at all. And then all of a sudden she's like, I wrote a book on that fool. She did. I looked at that fool for a while. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Igvilf was credited with a number of spells, most of which were described in the Demonomicon. Her spells included Dolor, Ensnarement, Exaction, Imbrew, Implore, Lover's Call, Minimus Containment, Tasha's Caustic Brew, Tasha's Hideous Laughter, Tasha's Mind Whip, and Tasha's Otherworldly Guise, and Torment. Yeah, um, so if you're using a Tasha spell... Um, it's an Igwilf spell. Yeah, you can you can straight up just lift that tag off of it if you don't want that lore attached to your that's game. That's true, that's very yeah. true. Apart from the spells developed by her, Igwilf was credited with the creation of Tasha's atrocious robe that was brought to Toril by Planeswalker Mintassin the Magnificent. I bet he named it that. <laughs> he might have. The enchanted uh, robe was among the wizard's extensive collection of curios from across the multiverse. And that's it. That's really all I got about Igwilf. Check out my atrocious ass robe. I made it myself. <laughs> It's, I don't think I, I that's not what I would call it. No, it's not what I would call it either. That's late. <laughs> um, but I do believe we have stat block to go over. We so do. We have a current 5e stat block for Igwilf the Witch Queen. Igwilf the Witch Queen. Want to tell me all about it? Sure. What's this little L for next to it? Great question. I got to look at it. 
uh, yeah, this little octagon with, or no, that's not the shape. Hexagon. L legendary? Is she a legendary creature? Probably. Maybe that that could be it. Elf a legendary. Well, uh, I'll get started. Igwa yeah. of the Witch Queen is a medium fey wizard, uh, chaotic neutral. Armor class is nineteen. Uh, that's a robe of the archmage that's on there. Uh, let's see. Hit points are 255 or 30 D8 plus 120. Speed is 30 feet. Strength is a 10. Dex, 18. Con, 18. Intelligence, 27. Wisdom, 12. And Charisma, 23. Some pretty beefy stats. Uh, saving throws, you're going to get a plus 14 to Intelligence, a plus 7 to Wisdom, a plus 12 to Charisma. Uh, skills, Arcana, plus 20. History, plus 14. Nature, plus 14. Uh Igwolf is immune to being charmed or frightened. Uh, Igwolf has true sight for 60 feet, a passive perception of 11. Uh, they speak abyssal, celestial, common, draconic, elvish, infernal, and sylvan. It's a lot. Well, she's very smart. That's 27 intelligence is nothing to sneeze at. So. Challenge rating is 20 for 25,000 experience points. That's lower than most of the demon lords, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I think I think we can say she's slightly diminished since her like heyday. Yeah. Now that she's gone Fey. Less powerful, more confusing. That's what <laughs> Fey is. Uh proficiency bonus is plus six. Um we got a boon of immortality. Igwilv is immune to any effect that would age her, and she can't die from old age. So she became immortal. Yeah, yeah. As an archfey, she's immortal now. Okay. That's a good reason to do it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, she was effectively immortal before this. But yeah, like, like yeah. as a demon lord, you you're essentially immortal unless you are slain on the plane, yeah. right? Yeah, but although she was never a demon or a demon lord, she just consorted with them. Yes, and had their babies. Man. Yeah. Legendary resistance three times a day. If Igwilf fails a saving throw, she can choose to succeed it instead. Yeah, Magic resistance. Yeah. Igwilf has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. This trait is bestowed. By her robe of the Arch Magi. I just feel like she should have that, but okay. We'll say it's the robe. I guess it's the robe. Is that atrocious robe? Well, no, it's the robe of the Archmage. Oh, yeah, that's Or true. Arch it's Magi. Not, it's, it's, it's written robe. differently in the stat block in two places. It's interesting. Uh, okay, well, uh, special equipment. Igwilf wears an amulet of the plains and a robe of the Arch Magi. I'm trying to see if the amulet is, like, its effects are listed anywhere. For, yeah, I, I got it. it. You got it? Okay, cool. Um, oh, you could hover on it, huh? Yes. Uh, well, I, I didn't do that, but um, Tell me. it's okay. Tell <laughs> it's a wondrous item. Very rare. Requires attunement. <laughs> While wearing this amulet, you can use an action to name a location that you are familiar with on another plane of existence. Then make a DC 15 intelligence check, which this chick is definitely going to pass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on a successful check, you can cast the plane shift spell. On a failure, you and each creature and object within a 15... 15- Within 15 feet of you, travel to a random destination. Oh, shit. Roll a D100. On a 1 through 60, you travel to a random location on the plane you named. On a 61 through 100, you travel to a randomly determined plane of existence. You know, they say to never split the party, but this thing seems designed to split the party if you fuck up. <laughs> We're going to run two campaigns. Yeah, seriously. Since <laughs> since you guys can't schedule on the same every bi-weekly, I'm going to take this half on the first week and uh-huh. this half on the second there week. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Actions. Multi-attack. Igwolf makes two Bewitching Bolt attacks. Uh, Bewitching Bolt says melee or range spell attack plus 16 to hit. Reach of 5 feet or range of 120 feet. Uh, one target. It's going to hit for 25 or 5d6 plus 8 lightning damage. And if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a DC 22 wisdom saving throw or be charmed by Igwilf. Oh, shit. It's lightning that charms you. Until the start of her next turn. 
I like it. That's cool. Uh, yeah, lightning isn't typically charming. It typically no, just murders no. you. Abyssal Rift, recharge five through six. Cool. This is going to be fun. Igwolf opens a momentary Abyssal Rift. Uh, there it is, yeah. within 120 feet of her. You can get fully away from her demons. I know. I was like, don't talk about my past. Also, I'm just going to keep doing demon shit. Uh, once you start doing... We, we know this. Once you start doing demon shit, there's no going back. No, definitely not. You can become immortal or whatever, but you're going to be doing want, demon... You're yeah. still going to be doing demon yep. shit. Yep. Uh, each creature in that area must make a DC 22 constitution saving throw, taking 40... <laughs> or 9d8 necrotic damage on a failed save, or half as much on a successful one. In addition, there is a 50% chance that three Hezraus that appear in Whoa. unoccupied space in the sphere. They act as Idwolf's allies, take their turns immediately after hers, and can't summon other demons. There's that. So, uh, Hezraus are, are challenged running eight each, so That's there's pretty three good. of these motherfuckers show up. Um, they remain, uh, this is like the Headless Horseman uh, creature. Which one was that called? Um, From two Halloweens ago? The Dulahan. The Dulahan. Yeah. It's a fun one. Go yeah, check out our Dulahans episode. I like that episode. It makes sc floating skulls instead of Hezraus, but that's yeah. pretty much it. Also, um, those floating skulls are only like challenge rating one half. <laughs> sure, but it, it serves the same idea. Sure, where sure, sure. You, sure. you want to kind of split up your uh, adventuring party's action economy to not focus solely on one creature. Yeah. Uh, okay. Can't yeah. Ex you can't ignore three Hezrau. No. Pro I mean, you can, but you'll die. <laughs> they remain until they die or until Igwolf dismisses them as an action. Just get the fuck out of here, you goddamn demons. <laughs> I don't need you anymore. Spellcasting. Igwolf casts one of the following spells requiring no material components and using intelligence as a spellcasting ability. Save spell, uh, spell save DC is 24. Wow. Plus 16 to hit with a spell attack. There's the magic. Uh, at will, detect magic, disguise self, invisibility, light, mage hand, message, prester digitation, Tasha's hideous laughter. That would be weird if she didn't cast the Tasha spell. Well, she's missing a lot of the others. I know. Now, here's the thing. So so the at will, Tasha City's laughter is at will, right? Um, can she cast it at higher levels at will? Or is it stuck at first level? Um, That's a good question. I'm pretty sure first, it's stuck at first level. Because if it's stuck at first level, why would she ever do this when she can fucking bewitching bolt? Uh, Well, as like a flex on out of combat, I would think. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because yeah, like absolutely. you wouldn't disguise self in combat. No, 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 no. you're right. Uh, three times a day, she can dispel magic, fly, and polymorph. Nice. Mm -hmm. And once a day, she can maze, telekinesis, teleport, and wish. That wish one's pretty wild. Just cast and wish once a day each. Yeah, seriously. Telekinesis, teleport. Yeah, um, I think there's probably more to this uh, stat, the stat block, and this um creature if you will in the story than just combat it's not yeah. like you just show up yeah. at the end and you I, fight, I, I, now I, fight Igwell. i'm pretty sure you 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 deal with her in her zybilna 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 you deal with her in her zybilna form pretty early on i think yeah and, and a lot of that and i would assume that she can just cast any tasha spell or most spells this is just like a I don't know. This is for the stat block. For the stat block, you're not going to put like a bajillion spells in the list. I, I would, I would take some, um, what? How do you, how you say liberties? Uh, liberties with this, yeah. yeah. Bonus action: Phase step. Igwolf teleports along with any equipment she is wearing or carrying to an unoccupied space you can see within thirty feet of her. That's a, that's a cool thing that yeah, pretty cool. almost every fey, powerful fey thing can do. Yeah. Uh, reactions: Negate spell twice a day. 
negate spells. Interesting word uh, phrasing for this. Yeah. When Igwolf sees a creature within 60 feet of her casting a spell, she tries to interrupt it. If the creature is casting a spell using a spell slot of 8th level or lower, its spell fails and has no effect. If casting a ninth level spell, it must succeed on a, a DC 22 intelligence saving throw. Or the spell fails and has no effect. That's pretty. I, I like that. That's a good. That's a good feature. So it's not counter spell. It's negate spell. So it's just not. No. It is using a reaction, but it's like her. It, yeah. It's what else bet, are you gonna use it on? It's negate spell, not counter. I'm just yeah. blocking your shit unless it's a ninth level, and then I might still be. Uh, it must succeed on a D- so you have to succeed a DC twenty two to punch through that ninth level. Yeah, like caveat. if you're trying to do a restoration wish thing yeah. and like, oh, yeah. man, that's a hard one to see canceled out. Mm-hmm. Um, Igwolf can kick, uh, these are legendary actions, can take yeah. three legendary actions, choosing from the options below. One legendary action option can be used at a time and only at the end of another creature's turn. Igwolf remains spent legendary, Igwolf regains spent legendary actions at the start of her turn. Witchcraft, Igwolf uses spellcasting or face step. Mm. Uh, dark speech. That's cool. To legendary action, a spell. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, dark speech costs two actions. Igwolf utters a phrase in a forbidden language. Oh no, not that language. And <laughs> not that one. <laughs> it's a. It's one we haven't listed in D and D yet. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, she utters a phrase in a forbidden language and targets one or two creatures she can see within sixty feet of her. Each target must succeed on a DC twenty-two Wisdom saving throw or take eleven two D ten psychic damage and be frightened of Igwill for one minute. Mm. A target can repeat the save at the end of each of its turns, ending the effect on itself on a success and thereby becoming immune to Igwill's dark speech for twenty-four hours. I don't like this one. I don't think it's that potent for two actions. For, for the cost of two actions and then like once they succeed like eventually you'll you'll use this on everyone in the party and then it just won't work anymore yeah it seems like uh it seems like you can kind of um i mean it's powerful to take people's turns away from them yeah making them frightened is powerful but like how many people are like immune to frighten or found a way around frightened by this level this seems like something you do mm-hmm. early in the fight maybe yeah and like you said it's going to be less potent the longer the fight goes on yeah yeah uh so maybe do it early take take a couple of people that might be buffing or whatever out of the of the combat. Well, if they're frightened, they can still do they can still do buffs and stuff. So maybe you want your front the frontliners yeah, feared are, in a way from yeah, you. Yeah, I think so. Um the people that are getting the buffs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe you should spend if you have a bard in the party, you should be buffing up or a cleric or whatever. Yeah. Early. Uh and the last thing we have here is fey beguilement, which is three actions. Uh Igwolf targets one creature she can see within 60 feet of her. The target must succeed on a DC 22 charisma saving throw or be possessed by a fae spirit. Damn. Uh, let me that just sounds like, awfully like demonic possession. <laughs> I was just going to say, let me do let me do some demon shit, but fae style. Yeah, exactly. I know how to put spirits into people. How about one of these ones? Confusing ass fae bullshit. Uh, so while possessed, the target must obey Igwolf's commands. Nice. The target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns, banishing the Fey Spirit and ending the effect on itself Dude, on a that's success. That's a good one, especially if you grab the Paladin and just have him <laughs> burn those level five fucking slot uh, smites right away. Oh my god! His allies, yeah, that's or crazy. Their allies, yeah. Oh, that's what I would do. <laughs> charisma saving throw on the Paladin, though. Oh yeah, he's got they they've got high charisma. You're right about that. Yeah, but like fucking with yeah. somebody else, like maybe you have. Oh I mean, different... shit! Grab the fighter and have them do their four fucking attacks on somebody too. That's also brutal. Yeah, the fighter, the bard, the druid. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. fight this bear. Yeah. Hey, wild shape into a bear. 
That's true. Or grab the wizard if you can and then have him like just nuke the party with a level nine spell. You could turn it into what well, I think a bear is a good one because you can turn the druid into a bear, make the druid turn itself into a bear. Yeah. And then if they want to knock out the bear, it doesn't have like a extremely high amount of HP. It's going to uh-huh. cut into their base HP yeah. and you're burning their wild shapes. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. not bad. You no, still have a fucking bad. bear to deal with. Yeah. You're taking <laughs> true. away. That's very true. You're taking someone out of the fight, turning that action economy into your action economy mm-hmm. and you're mm-hmm. burning resources. Um, that's, that's pretty good. This is a, a really interesting stat block. I, I like I it. think so. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see this stat block go up against the Vecna, the Archlich stat block that we just read a couple episodes back. I think the Vecna one like wins hands down, I think doesn't so. It? But it, w- it would be interesting to see them go toe to toe. It would be a cool but fight. But I do think the Vecna one wins. Yeah, especially if the Vec- Vecna That Vecna gets one a- was like... I, I would consider it well written, but that's because it's so potent. Yeah. You yeah. ever see you ever see a little knife action? You stab Igwilf. <laughs> do a little stabby sure. stab. And now she can't do stuff. Yeah. There you go. That's what the knife did, right? Made, made I don't not remember. Do stuff. I just remember the, the knife's name was Afterthought. Yeah. And uh <laughs> like Vecna does all their bullshit and then it's like Oh I yeah, should, I, I got maybe what I should stab somebody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you got any questions or comments or or, or anything to add to to Igwilf the Witch Queen? No, I, I really like it. Um, yeah. even though it it's kind of um, uh, like okay, I guess they're going Fey with it, sort of. You know, we, yeah, it's like the first half of the episode we were just all demon stuff. Yeah. And then at the end, oh, by the way, she, she's Fey. Here's a stat block. Uh, canonically, yeah. <laughs> canonically, she's a Fey creature. Yeah, that's true. Like it kind of makes sense. I'm like, curious for, to see where she goes if they continue down this path. But yeah, I, I, there's a part of me that misses the old evil, like no compunctions, witch queen of of, of demons. Yeah. Now, like she she's like changed her appearance quite a bit again. And yeah, as she, as she does. Now confusing. Hashtag fake bullshit. All right. Well, I'd like to thank all our patrons for voting for this topic, and I look forward to next month's Patreon voted episode. Me too. It was but, a fun one. Yeah. With that, we can get ready for a long rest. Let's do that. Shout out to Hey everybody, welcome to The Long Rest. This is the part of the show where we say thanks a whole bunch to specific people this time. Indeed. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, there's a lot of good um, returning Dungeon Cast bits in this episode that I think a lot of long-time listeners will appreciate. So <laughs> let me know which one was your favorite. The return of hashtag Faye Bullshit. Um, we had some good Demon Lord mentions and mm-hmm. drops. We did, we did. Um, Shout out to some Demogorgons. Some Tashas. Some Tashas. Uh, let's talk about people that help support us on Patreon and how you're uh, making us live better. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Um, we got the studio drywalled. Um, we did. It's, it's a work in progress. Cost I've got a fortune. <laughs> yeah, it was expensive, but like, <laughs> it's definitely going to be worth it. Um, it looks great. It sounds a little worse. Like oh, We yeah. insulated, and it sounded a little better. Yeah, Not perfect. Yeah. And then it... Now it sounds a little worse. More echoey, yeah. And so I have a quote out to get some sound treatment stuff done. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And so we're, we're doing that next and we're going to make this into a legitimate recording studio. It's going to be awesome. Um, and it's all thanks to you guys. Uh, thank, and real quick mention to everybody. I know we've been hitting it hard, especially on next episode that we've already recorded where mm-hmm. we thank you guys so much for supporting the Kickstarter that we did. <laughs> Um, based on, on uh, super quest saga, yeah. that show has ended. It was amazing. Um, it was thanks, a good ride. Thanks, everybody. If you want to listen, if you want to binge watch like a full campaign we did, that's available. Yeah, it is. The whole thing is there. And uh, the consensus that 
the consensus of the audience is that it's very good. Yes. And I agree. Thank you, guys. Uh, so, yeah, we now we're doing a Kickstarter, which is a campaign setting book called uh, Star Seekers Guide to Dragon Star. Yeah, which, which will, will be set in that uh, science fantasy space opera setting. It's going to have all kinds of new uh, player options, uh, a lot of race options. I think we're doing over I think we're doing like 12 subclasses plus an entirely new class. Hell yeah. So uh, the class is called the Machinist, and uh, yeah, there's gonna be like a hundred new monsters, all like more alien kind of sci-fi themed. But, but can yeah. people still get it? Or uh, I I know for a fact that once once the book is made, the digital copies will be for sale. As for hardcover copies, I would love to make those for sale. And I, just if, depends. If, on. if we have that opportunity, I will make it happen for sure. Yeah. If yeah. You, um, but as far as like the Kickstarter is now closed, so getting yeah. your hard copy is kind of walled off at the moment. Right now, until unless we can figure something out, which yeah. we might. But right now, that's not my focus. My focus is getting the book made. Yeah. So. I'm gonna write all the elf stuff. It's gonna be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, okay. So let's get into the uh, the Patreon stuff. Thank you guys so much. I think we're gonna be announcing our our yearly item coming up soon. Is gonna change, right? Yes. We probably. As a matter of fact, I wanted to talk have to you about that, that already. Yeah. I have. I have it in mind but i i knew i was forgetting to talk to you about something before this <laughs> yeah okay i i, I just can't, i remembered an idea i had a while ago also we'll talk about that after and probably not next episode but the one after we'll guys we'll let you guys know what it's going to switch out to indeed uh that's at the 20 dollar tier if you guys are interested in that i think this year it was a shout out to demogorgon shirt uh yes it was um with some special thumbnail art mm-hmm. all right so let's get into it we want to shout out um oh here we go tracker jack Thank you, Tracker Jack. They've annually subscribed, William. <laughs> nice. We have Adam Derby. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Bethany Davis. Thank you, Bethany. Thank you, Bethany. Christopher McDowell. Thank you, Christopher. <laughs> Annual subscriber. Annual subscriber. Matt S. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Mattis. Vime. They did they did several. Okay. Vime. Thank you, Vime. Vime. Thank you, Vime. Woo. Woo. Vime. Thank you, Vime. Woo. Woo. <laughs> How did they do this? They uh, they they started in at the low tier and then upgraded to the woo tier and then uh upgraded a little bit more. Oh wow. Thank you, yeah. Vime. Thank you, Vime. Woo. <laughs> Zephon Zyler. Thank you, Zephon Zyler. Beep, 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 beep. Beep, 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 beep. I haven't done air horns and it feels like a long time. Yeah, everyone started going annual, man. Yeah, thank you guys. It really it matters. <laughs> it does. Thank you guys. Wade Gali Sge We. What? Yeah, uh, it's the first one. <laughs> Wade. Thank you, Wade. <laughs> um, hold up a second. Uh, and then uh, they've they've went from bam 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 to. Nice. Thank you. Thank you, Wade. Thank you. Um, let's see. Sorry, I lost my place. Oh wow, uh, Joseph Messier, which thank- I, or Messier. I don't think it's Messier. I think it's Messier, as I've heard and pronounced mm-hmm. in hockey. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, thank you a lot, Joseph. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Joseph. Fuck, they annually subscribe so hard. <laughs> thank you, Joseph. The last mile. The, he's back. The last <laughs> mile. Thank you, last mile. They're doing their thing again. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. Sh- they're getting oh, the yeah. shout outs in. Thank you, Last Mile. Yeah. You guys want to upgrade like a dollar? We'll shout you out again. We it's will. Dope. Uh, Paul H. Thank you, Paul. Uh, and also, then they then they upgraded to annual. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Uh, the last of the office. Othies. 
O-T-H-Y-S? I think it's Othis. Othis. Last of the Othis. Last of the Othis. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry there aren't more of you. <laughs> XN. Thank you, XN. <laughs> Annual subscriber, XN. Uh, Patrick Lynch. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, they're on here again, but we did them like three times. But thank you, Vime. Thank you, Vime. <laughs> Woo. Woo. Dark Rabbit. Thank you, Dark Rabbit. Woo. Woo. In the face. Thank you, In the face. Thank you, In the face. Gorgoth. Shit fister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Thank you, Gorgoth. Shit fister. Thank you, Gorgoth. Shit fister. My Jesus Christ. I'll fucking say it. You write whatever. <laughs> Absolutely. That's too funny. Oh, wow. Okay, this is a fun one to say. Doru Goromon. Thank you, Doru Goromon. Thank you. Thank you. Caitlin Munson. Is that a Digimon? It sounds quite a lot like yeah. a Digimon because it ends in Mon. <laughs> Let me just Google Doru Goromon. It's got to be. Digimon is coming up so much on the show lately. Has it? I don't remember it coming up. Because it, it first came up with Jake. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because he made a Leonin Barbarian. Okay. And there's a Le- Le- Leomon I guess. Okay, is the thing. Yeah. Okay, all right. Is a Digimon. Gotcha. Um, I'm Doru Goromon. We got to do our our Digimon diligence over here. I know. You, are you guys gonna make me get into Digimon? Is that what's <laughs> happening? Uh, it's spelled a little different, but it seems like it is a Digimon. Okay, nice. You want to see it? It's like sure. a big yeah, crazy dragon looking. Bipedal thing. Yeah, it looks like a Doragoromon. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and for our last uh, uh, annual subscriber, Caitlin Munson. Thank you, Caitlin. Nice. Annual subscriber, Caitlin. Yeah, please keep doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and that's everybody. So thank you guys so much for coming and supporting us. Um, the annual subscriptions help a lot. And uh, the regular subscriptions are awesome as well. Uh, all of it is good. Um, and it makes it so that, like, we can live our lives comfortably. So mm-hmm. th- thank you guys so much. Um, really, really appreciate it. If you guys want to jump into Patreon and help subscribe, it's the best way to support us. There's now a new tier, which I don't think anybody knows about, but we're going to start promoting a little harder starting in the next few episodes. Yep. And it's the Omega tier. So you can come in at five bucks or you can come in, kick in a couple extra bucks and come in at seven and <sighs> you will get our super quest saga sequel campaign, which is nothing to do with super quest. The, the saga. early version of it. Yes. The, the early, the, the just raw recording of it. Um, Cause I'm going to do a lot of sound design. Uh, on this project, but it's called Super Quest Omega, and I am taking over the DMC, uh, and it's going to be a full-on, you know, couple-year-long campaign here that we're we're embarking on. We've got player interviews, and I think I I tried to post the world builder. Uh, I think that's on my to-do list for today, but that'll be in there. Okay. Um, world building episode, and we're going to start recording episodes for that, like next week next week i think or in like two weeks yeah yeah, something really coming up really close and as soon as those get recorded i do a quick listen and chop them up and put them in the feed so they'll there will be uh prologue episodes in there fairly soon like in november uh we'll have we'll have episodes under our belt so yeah if you guys want to listen to that they'll be coming out fairly regularly there um you know every week or two there should be a new episode um yeah, we're trying to get through the recording of it quickly so I can have time to like sound design it on the back end. And then we're going to be dropping those on the feed after the current thing that's dropping on the feed is done. Um, so 
that's everything from me. Will, do you have anything? No, that's it. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. Have a wonderful fucking day. Stay out of the fae. <laughs> Let's call it a game. Call it a game. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.